There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Heartbreak for all the New South Wales fans, but great times for all the Queensland fans. We are going to a decider at Suncorp. Very dangerous territory for New South Wales after a poor second half. They will be up there for at least Cooper Cronk and Jonathan Thurston's farewell. So scary times ahead. What we're going to do now is a review of the game. Uh, Unfortunately, we've only got 20 minutes, but we want to give what you fans want, which is a quick review. We may miss a few points, but I'm in between shift work. Brock's got to go coach tonight, so it's a bit of a rush job. But we're here to deliver the fifth and last boys. So I'll give Brock a call right now and we'll quickly get through this Origin 2 game and give you a review. And Origin 2 dished up a cracker game, but unfortunately the wrong result for all New South Wales fans out there. Queensland, too good turning things around in the second half. A bit of a capitulation by New South Wales. But at a cider, Game 3, 18-16 win for Queensland, Brock. Yeah, Hard to uh, do anything but look at the positive side of it. I guess the positive is we've got a uh, we do have a decider. Uh, New South Wales have clearly won three of the four halves in this series. Um, unfortunately, the one that mattered was the, uh, the second half last night, and we fell into a heap. So, uh, full credit to Queensland because you had they had to be good enough to win it. Uh, I thought they hung in in the first half. There could have been more points, I think, for New South Wales in the first half, and then when the opportunities arose in that second. Uh, second half of last night's game, they took full advantage. Well, I'm going to be completely honest. All I've read today is New South Wales are robbed, this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know what everyone's whinging about. The penalty count was 6-4. It wasn't our favour. I know we didn't get a whole lot in the second half. Or, sorry, I think it was in their favour. I can't really bloody remember. The internet's still broken here. But after watching the game again, after I got home, I seen some things that we were complaining about as far as rucks and People are going about they ran off a couple of kicks. Well, James Maloney took Matt Gillette out. Wade Graham took Billy Slater out. There's two occasions where there could have been penalties. Uh, there was a strict call that Clemmer got where I thought he just lost the ball. So I think just as much went against uh, them as it did against us. Hmm. And uh, I'm not going to yeah, use okay, that excuse okay. as a New South Wales fan. I'm sick of excuses. It's pretty it was, straightforward. 6-4 six four, six four the penalties in their favour. Yeah. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the penalties really had a bearing on the game. I probably only the strip that piggybacked him up the field um, was a dubious one, like at the back end of the game. Could have gone either way. That's a 50-50 that went their way. I'm not going to complain about it. No, uh, there was a couple of ruck penalties I think we should have got, uh, especially a few of those Ferguson carries where he was doing so well in the second half. But my main thing is anybody out there, all the listeners, everybody whinging, honestly, as a New South Welshman, you can't blame the ref. Like Buzz Rothfield today has 11 photos, 11 moments where the refs robbed us last night. This is the whole problem when we spoke about it before. This is the bullshit culture and the excuses that have led us to this point. Um, 
They made seven changes, got bagged out all week, come down to New South Wales, 82,000 fans, got absolutely reamed by the crowd all night, and they found a way to get the job done. That's the difference between us and Queensland. And our coach and our tactics and um, our halves losing their head and just us as a team and the whole thing after game one, we're not going to lose our heads. It's all under control, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? They lost control. They won the first half. Uh, they should have scored more points. They come out for about 10 minutes okay in the second half, and they shit the bed. Uh, that's about as simple as it gets. Mm, I don't know whether we were okay in that second half. Like, there was a 10-minute period there where not a lot happened, but I just got the feeling that Queensland got a sniff that we weren't going to try and continue to play the football that had worked for us, and we were sort of tightening up a little, trying to protect our lead, and they they found energy on the back of that. Um, I, I put up a post on Facebook, uh, during the second half or during half time, and it actually didn't load. But you know, my sort of review was I, I thought our edge defence wasn't that good. It didn't really concern me because we were winning the middle. Like it's very hard for Queensland to expose us on the edge when they were winning when we were winning the middle so comfortably. I just felt as though that'd have to change, and plus we'd have to give away penalties and errors in order to piggyback them down the field, and that's pretty much what happened. So yeah. yeah I, we had to do a lot to lose that game, so I take a lot of positive. You know, I take a lot of positives out of that, and the fact that we've won three of the four halves of football fairly comfortably, I take a lot out of that. But it's a different beast going up there now for a decider. Um, it's going to be at least Jonathan Thurston and Cooper Cronk's last game. Who knows what announcement Smith and Slater and these sort of guys come out with in the next uh, next three weeks before that game kicks off. So yeah, well, it's going to be going to be difficult, but I still think. We've been the better performed side over the series, if that makes sense, over the two games. Um, but I do also think we own more, probably not the worst. Yeah, I probably would. I'd probably say that's the worst half by, by any of the sides. Queensland weren't great in the second half of game one, but we were, we were really, really poor. But they had the wrong They had the wrong side game one. That's as simple as that. They, did, they, yeah, they picked a different side, exactly. Yeah, they picked old legs. We said they needed to change it. I think Gavin Cooper justified his spot. He had to ride shotgun all night for his teammate Thurston, made 53 tackles, and uh, I think he did an outstanding job considering Frizzell just absolutely pummeled him the first half and killed that arm. And just another one of those points to make again. The second half, we just didn't go back there. And Joey Johns was right in the spray that he gave. And the one thing that pisses me off again, and we talk about it multiple times, the bloody kick tactics. And it's it's a it's a 50-50 thing. For anybody out there still going, Mitchell Pierce is terrible. Rah, rah, that's all well and good. But that kick or that kick they kept putting in, that's actually a tactic. So that's the coach. And this goes back to two things that we've said before about Daly's coaching. That kick tactic is horrible. They use it at the Roosters or at club. You pin somebody inside the 10, you chase down, you whack them. But in that game, wet deck, put it into corners, try and force some repeats, build some pressure. Instead, we'll just chuck it up, no thought uh, whatsoever, with Billy Slater, who just covers absolutely anything and everything. And the other thing that absolutely kills me coaching-wise, and it kills you, and we were sitting there talking about last night, was the slide defense. Um, they solved some problems early on, sure, and Hayne threw him over the uh, Gagai and Chambers over the sideline a couple of times. But in, at yeah, the end... I, I thought that was more poor attacking execution from Queensland than it was... Yeah, the defense. Good defense from New South Wales. Because as soon as Queensland turned it back on the inside, they found Lopes. They, they, they kept getting... You know, they only did it once or twice. One of the final ones was for the, for the final try... They sort of got Hayne going over, turned it underneath, and there was no one there to to, to defend his inside shoulder. Yeah. So, honestly, I, that was another part of what I said at halftime. I, I, I honestly think if Queensland don't go up Maloney and Hayne for the rest of this series at least once a set, they're, they're mad. They're, they're mad. You're going to at least... They're going to fuck up at least once or twice a half 
in my mind, and give up a line break based on how those two defend. Maloney also defends so tight to Hayne uh, that their spacing's either side of... So the inside shoulder of Maloney and the outside shoulder of Hayne are so big. Like looking at it live last night, you, just having a look where you have that spatial awareness that you can see the whole field, it's just, I couldn't believe that they weren't going there very often. It was staggering to me. Uh, and I know they got the last try there, but I, I thought they could have got love there all night. I'm with you on just what kills me again. Slide defense, you get taught as a junior, how do you tackle? Square hips, your body needs to be forward, you need to be moving into the tackle, and we're sliding sideways, hips turned out with blokes coming back, like you said. All you got to do is drop someone yeah, but, under. But, and, but it's important to say, like, you need to turn your hips out once the ball's gone to your outside. That's but fine. Jared Hayne and Maloney are turning out while the ball's on their inside. Yeah. So you, you, it's impossible to make a tackle when your hips are turned out and you're trying to make it make a tackle um, basically behind your back with a player running, and then that's sort of the body position that they're in. So Yeah, but we did it all night, and we are lucky to get away, like you said, a couple of poor passes, some execution. Queensland didn't have numbers a few times, and, you know, they went really, really sideways as well. So it kind of played they, into they, our they, hands. They weren't, they weren't overly great last night. Don't no. get me wrong. Queensland weren't overly great either. I, I think they'll, they'll improve or they'll take a lot to work on out of that game. Um, but and then again after the game, Daly doesn't really come up with a lot in terms of why they lost or what tactics didn't work. The interchanges, I think he went back to his old ways with his interchanges last night. It was a fucking schmozzle. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Frustrates the shit out of me talking about it. So uh, the fact that the running meters that we had in that first half, we're fucking running all over them, and then we come out in the second half and shift the ball from sideline to sideline. Yeah, well. Like It'll just do my head in forever. Like it was one of the most monumental uh, capitulations and just brain farts that I've ever seen on a sporting field. Like I saw the Super Bowl. That, that's not up there with the Super Bowl, but I mean, it's 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 a similar sort of choke in my mind. Like we we should have won that game by twenty points if we just kept doing what we were doing first half. We just um, yeah, I can't believe it. I watched watched it again. It was honestly just yeah. The whole second half was a joke. We. Just paddled along, went sideways. I thought, uh, you know, a couple of blokes I'll give raps to. I think Josh Dugan was outstanding, especially when he filled in for Tedesco at the end. Uh, Blake Ferguson's yardage work was outstanding all night. And I thought that Trebojevic and Clemmer, and especially Trebojevic, were really, really good off the bench. But to not go at first and then keep Heron him all night and work those guys over and the holes that are around the players that had to defend Thurston, um, you know, to not play straight to not do something better with your set finishes. And the sad thing is the three best set finishes of the game are all when we threw it to Wade Graham. He forced a dropout, trapped Billy Slater inside uh, the one metre line, and I think the other time he forced another dropout. But between Pierce and Maloney, honestly, pull yourselves together. Um, you've both won grand finals. Maloney's gone on to win a couple more. Sure, you can take ownership and say, look, start getting back through the middle, get some quick play the balls, let's finish this game off. But between the two of them, they couldn't organise root in a brothel uh, Pierce in particular, I thought, went missing. And then Maloney and him just kept hurling the ball, it seemed, to Jared Hayne, who, as much as people are out... Yeah, but I think... I think I, I, don't, I don't even really blame the halves. Like, I blame the halves for the kicking. But again, that's a tactic. And But you also... People need to understand that it's very hard to kick when you're not generating any ruck speed. Like, we weren't generating any ruck speed because we're shifting the ball from side to side. So I, I really want to know whose who's call it was to go away from just pillaging him through the middle because it, it robbed us of any ruck speed, which made our play five options a lot more difficult because they were getting that marker pressure and inside pressure on our kickers. 
So it, it all comes back to the way we were playing. Like from sideline to side, I just Maloney threw three or four long balls to Jared Hayne, two of which he, he dropped cold. I'll just never understand why we, why we were throwing the ball out there. I I don't get it, and the, the conditions were cold and greasy. It just wasn't conducive to the conditions, the game, the situation. It just made no sense at all. No, it didn't. Look, make... Don't get me started on Jared Hayne. Like four four errors. Like he, he didn't hit Brett Morris, who was open on one occasion, who debatably could have scored. Um, he threw another one out his ass on play three that went over the sideline that just wasn't needed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Um, he dropped another one cold. His defense was ordinary. He's the only one that I'd even think about dropping. Um, and even still, I don't, I don't think I would drop him based on that performance. Like, I don't... I don't think he's a glaring weakness, but his defence certainly worries me, and his attitude to the ball worries me. He just, just no, uh, no intelligence in, in regards to. Hang on a minute, like I don't really need to flick this out my ass. Like if it comes off, it's going to look great. But hold on to the footy, make Queensland tackle you. We, we didn't have enough. Like I'd love to see the possession stat for the second half because I would have thought Queensland at least had sixty percent of the ball in the second half. I don't know whether that's true or not, but it certainly felt that way. Because we kept giving it away so cheaply. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And I think the other thing as well, and that comes from exactly what you said, is a lack of patience from us. Like Jonathan Thurston forced a couple of dropouts. They put some good kicks in and found grass and tried to just pin us down our end. We get a repeat set. The first thing we do, he throws that pass out his ass, or a drop football or start throwing it sideways and just completely lose our heads again. And uh, I think the other moment we haven't talked about yet, I don't have a big issue with it. People today were blowing up at the Holmes thing, saying he stepped out. Well, the photo I saw today of a side-on shot is exactly the same as what Hain did, you know, probably eight years ago, whatever it was, where the heel was up and the toe was very close to the sideline. And Peter Sterling, a man who's literally involved with picking the side himself, said it was a try. So I don't have any problem again from oh, New South Wales people. Bunker, which we spend millions and millions of dollars on, can't find sufficient evidence to disallow that try worries me a little bit in origin. That worries me. We should be able to conclusively say either yes, one blade of grass with pain on it is touching his boot or it's not. Like, come on. They're saying that with the available camera angles, we should have every fucking camera angle available. I, I don't care whether it's a trial or not. Like, either way, based on the evidence and based on the call and that, that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with the call. I just have a problem that they we don't have the camera angle. Like, come on, really. Make a call. Say either the, either the foot's on the line or it's not. Like... It's, it's not it's not one that's a subjective call or one that we need to rely on the on-field decision because you're getting the best view. The touches and the on-field referees only get the one view. The guys in the bunker can super slow-mow it, um, enlarge it. So they, they should have made a call, not not pass it off our insufficient evidence. That's a fucking pass in the buck. That's what annoyed me about it. Um, whether his foot went out, look at the stadium. The, the, the big screen today is a stadium of dog shit. You can't see anything on. No, they're terrible. Uh, we, we, and I still haven't seen the replay, so I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm happy with the decision, but I, I'd rather they just come out and say, "Look, he hasn't. He's, his foot stayed in the field of play. It's a try." 
Thank you. Move on. Yeah. Don't tell me insufficient evidence. Come on, you're the only person in a position to have sufficient evidence. No one else does. So, I just, I don't like that lack of confidence from the video referees. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I suppose, looking, I could run through the game a whole lot, but we don't have a whole lot of time here. I've just come off shift work. You've been working. We've got uh, some coaching stuff to attend to tonight. But in summing things up more so, I think first half it was pretty straightforward. We did a pretty good job. Uh, they were in there nice and early with us. We gave a stupid penalty away with Maloney, got them inside 20. Uh, luckily, you know, home score straight away. We're talking about that moment there. But obviously for the rest of the half, it was basically us. We dominated possession. They got to catch out Glasby twice, didn't have a happiest of debuts. I thought his second half and his carries were pretty good uh, from that yeah, point onwards. But, yeah, but uh, uh, his first two touches, Chambers got caught at marker and he was out in the centres. It was good vision by Maloney. Went straight at him, uh, obviously found Morris for a good finish. And straight after that, you have Trebojevic come on, telegraph that pass, basically. But Maguire didn't tie in, and Glasby shot up, and he took off and found Pierce. So we found ourselves in a really, really good position. And at, just before the half ended, uh, you know, we found ourselves under pressure. I thought this is a really, really good sign. We stopped two tries. Jake Bavorovic stopped Kronk when they had massive gap to come back through, and then Dugan held up Morgan in that corner. So going in at 16-6, I'm sitting here thinking... Jackson and Trebojevic. Yeah, Jackson and Trebojevic have been outstanding. I thought Woods' first stint was pretty good, and I'm obviously not his biggest fan. Frizzell hammered JT. No, I, I, want, I want to actually say that I, I got that wrong. Like, Woods is probably, I think, first game he was he was okay. But I thought last night, I thought his second stint last night wasn't real good. Yeah, but if poor. he can play like he did in the first stint, I, I'm comfortable with him being in the side. If he, if he delivers what he did in his first stint, yeah. Um, you know, I'm happy to eat a little bit of humble pie, but I still think in his second stint he needed to do more. But also, I also think he daily lets players run like run cold. Like he just leaves yeah. them sitting there for an hour almost. He also yeah, he, he also put two front rollers back on at the same time and ran them dry. So at the back end there, him and Fafita were yeah. together. Cronk poured through a gap. Woods got exposed by first and come back to the right. He made a couple of piss poor misses. Has there been any 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 reasoning why Josh Jackson wasn't on the field at the end of the game? He should have been back so, on. Him and Trebojevic well, should have been back on earlier. Craziness that he got. Uh, craziness that he got the man in the match award. I can't. I can't fathom that. I thought he was probably one of New South Wales' best players. I, I thought our outside backs were outstanding. I thought Josh Dugan had a great game. I thought Blake Ferguson's carries were. Outstanding. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I thought there were Jake Trebojevic. Good as as well, Trebojevic was great. Tedesco was great again. Pete defended everything. He worked his ass off. Yeah, fifty-seven tackles. Guys, I didn't think I didn't think uh, Jackson stood out that much for me. It was it was Slater um, who I would have given man of the match to. Oh. I know a lot of people say Gagai, but Gagai made some bad reads in defence. Um, he dropped a bomb or let a bomb bounce that ended up resulting in a. Repeats that. I thought he had a, a few little cock-ups in his game, but just watching Slater live, like that's the first time I've seen Slater live in, well, since he's been back, and you just lose that appreciation of how much ground he covers. In yardage, he's often having two carries a set, uh, and then he still finds the energy to be running sweet lines on both sides of the field in attack. He gets to every kick on the full, and he just he's intelligent. He makes heads-up plays. Like the end of the game there, where he puts his foot back into the in-goal and gets him a seven-tackle set. Like just he's, he's, he's got every aspect covered. 
Yeah, well, the other one to be highlighted here, I think he got knocked out late in the game from one of those Ferguson carries, but Gagai and the reason I agree with the man of the match thing, the yardage work that him and Will Chambers did in game one was huge, and they did it again last night. Some of the double efforts from Will Chambers and Gagai coming out of trouble, um, just the fighting and all the tackles, and the other two yeah, guys... I'm certainly not saying he had a bad game, Gagai. Oh, I thought he was I'm outstanding. I'm not saying he had a bad game. I, I, I totally agree. It was, and it, it's all subjective. That's my opinion. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm, in my opinion, I would have given it to Slater. And if people would have given it to Gagai, that's, that's fine. Yeah, the, the other that's one... Me. I think we can all agree that we wouldn't have given it to Jackson. No, I wouldn't have given it to Jackson. I, I could have thought of a couple other blokes. I thought Josh Maguire sneakily got through a hell of a lot of work and did really well. Yeah, and yeah he did. Him and Dylan Napa. Good. Him and Dylan no, Napa, once yeah. they got given their cards to come back on in the 50th minute, they changed the tempo because their forward pack yeah. wasn't getting over ours. But from that point onwards, Maguire and Napa in particular, they went on a mission to beat the absolute shit out of us. And it was a poor read from Graham rushing up that let Maguire go through. And honestly, I thought we had the numbers there to shut that play down. But Kronk, Gagai, Chambers found a way to score one of the best tries I've seen in origin football. And from that point onwards, they just kept coming after us and and even Boyd, like Boyd did a tidy job. He, you know, didn't make any errors, um, made his tackles. Definitely so didn't uh, notice him, but he did his job, no doubt about that. Yeah, I, made, I think he made almost 100 metres, running metres, so he made his tackles. I thought he did a really good job for them in the centres, like ahead of uh, Justin O'Neill. Like he, Justin O'Neill, you, you notice for all the wrong reasons. Boyd, we didn't know this for all the right reasons because he just got through his work and, and plugged that hole for Queensland. Yeah, and uh, obviously we pushed on from that point. Um, you know, I think just uh, it's really frustrating to think about it. But honestly, second half, the poor set finishes, errors and penalties. We were tied at the end. Like I said, I think the interchanges were kind of messed up. The halves kind of lost control of everything. And then the interchange, they have two props on at the death. And the fact that we never went back to Jonathan Thurston after Frizzell just hammered in the whole first half and busted that arm. Um, I'm going to be dumbfounded for a long time as to what the deal is, but full credit goes to Queensland, um, especially those two front rowers. I think, uh, well, tight players. Napa and Maguire changed things. The yardage work on night, in particular, Chambers and Gagai pushing up. Billy was involved in everything, and it was a few set-ins that, to me that were the difference in that slide defense. I hate the slide defense, and in that one critical moment, we pushed a little bit too hard. They dropped the ball back under, and Gagai hopped over, and you almost knew that Jonathan Thurston was going to kick that. As soon as you see Jonathan Thurston, yeah. if you want anyone else kicking for your life or a game, he's the man. And uh, probably a little bit of news. Uh, well, Thurston was Thurston was exceptional, but for me, it looks like uh, I'm not sure. Well, not confident he's going to play. They've also I've just found out now they've lost Darius Boyd. He's out of Origin Three. He suffered a broken thumb last night, so he's having surgery. So they're going to they're going to need to plug a few little holes. I, if Thurston plays, I'd be astonished if he played in Origin 3. They're, they're even talking about um, whether he's going to play this weekend. I'd be I'd be even more... There's no way. If, uh, if he plays this weekend in his 300th game. So. No way, he's not playing. Melbourne's already scrapped their three players as well, and I don't blame them. They've already got 12 wins, so why would you? Yeah, exactly right. Bellamy, smarter than that. So either you take out Boyd and you take out Thurston... You've, you've already lost Milford, so you probably 
if they're going to play a utility, it almost brings you almost have to pick Corey Norman, don't you? Thurston's not going to play. So but the problem uh, is uh, they already committed to Milford, so I don't know if he's back by game three. And no, the, Milford's gone. Milford's gone. He's not going to play game three. And the so other one, you, know, you, you start Morgan or you just and you scrap the utility, which is the angle I'd go because I still think Queensland got beat through the middle last night. I'd pick Kafusi. I think if New South Wales get their tactics right. Yeah, add, add Kafusi onto the bench and stiffen up your middle. Well, either that or Fido's getting a swan song up there and that's his last game. They're probably the two angles yeah. I'd be working for. But, but I think that'd be a step that'd be a step backwards, adding in someone who was a part of the losing team into the winning team. I, I think that'd be a step back. I, I'd blood Kafusi. Yeah. Well, it was 20 minutes, it was short and it's sharp, but I have to go. I have to go to work, unfortunately. But you can't say we don't give you what you want. It may have not been the best review. We may have missed a few things, but regardless, Brock, we deliver as always. Oh, 20 minutes, mate. What more do the people want? Exactly. If we did miss anything, feel free to send us any messages or anything you want to tell us on Facebook. But like I said, fifth and last, we're always here for you. We always deliver. Short, sharp, Origin 2 review. Uh, next, probably Monday or Sunday night, we'll try and record uh, our podcast from the round that is upcoming. Just see what uh, works out with work and football and all those kind of bits and pieces. But remember, rate and review us on iTunes. Listen to the podcast on Audio Boom. Share us with any other league lovers. But for now... Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.